Anyway, good evening. Content. Content. Anyway, it's not evening when they listen to this. By the way. All right. Good day. <laughs> it's not I day say either. good morrow. All right. <laughs> Whenever you consume in this, what you won't realise from that is that Simon, Eugene, and I have just had a row about when we say good evening, good day, hello, whatever. But you're here, which is the important thing. You're there. I'm in San Sebastian in Spain on my way back from where we have been on holiday. Part of Spain. Another part of Spain. <laughs> just by the way, lads, and everybody who's listening, those three people, San Sebastian, right, in northern Spain is probably... Within half an hour from France. But I cannot tell you, in the 48 hours I've been here, what a place it is. So apparently it's got the most Michelin-starred restaurant per capita in the world, right? They don't do tapas like the rest of Spain. They do these things called pinchos. It's literally unbelievable. We're staying on the beach. It is a beautiful beach. Brilliant staff, brilliant people. They've basically cleared the entire lobby to allow me to record slogging. I don't know who they think I am, but it's obviously someone probably more important than I actually ever will be. Anyway, on it to sounds the... like you're someone that's just been employed by the tourist board, if I'm honest. But Anyway, the most important thing to come out today, Simon, and I hope you'll agree with this, is that somehow, between us, we managed to ruin Eugene's day. So Eugene was texting us earlier in the group about, oh, South Africa always get ruined by the weather, this and that, and then they came back out. And Quentin de Kock, who we'll come on to later, went absolutely berserk. I then messaged back, I know, all me and Rob Oaten hope for right now is a load of rain. Right. And then what happened? A load of rain, which is absolutely perfect. Unfortunately, the Cox score still counted, so I, which I didn't think it would. So Robert, uh, Eugene is still a little bit ahead of us. Look, again, that, we'll come on to that later. It's not, it's not the only one. No, but anyway, yes, I come back tomorrow. I go on a boat tomorrow and then I'll be completely out of action for almost 48 hours. But how the devil are you two guys? Are you team first? Well, that, that's probably the longest intro I think we've ever had on slogging it. Well done, Jono. No, I'm definitely not well. Rain has ruined my day as it did in 1992, as it did in 2003, and as it did today. 51 or three overs. Duckworth Lewis said they needed 46 or five overs. Yet somehow South Africa still... Well, I, I want to call it lost because what else can it be? Well, not <laughs> they, winning. They, yeah, they're not winning. But yeah, look, I've got to, we've got to focus on the positives of the other games in the tournament. So you know what, the rain can get. Hold on, South Africa's game was abandoned, even though you'd reached the Duckworth Lewis total yeah. within the time allowed. Yeah, you were still abandoned and still only get abandoned points. Because it got Correct. shortened to a seven-over chase and they needed 62 or something. Right. It was if, originally if a nine-over game. If anything, people have argued about Duckworth-Lewis long and hard for a long time. Surely, if you're past the total that you require when you get no, ready... No, no, They weren't past the total they required. They were past the equivalent score that was required had the game gone to five overs because in T20, it's got to be a minimum of a five-over Ah, to constitute okay. Game. okay. Yeah, no, no, that's fair. There is a, a minimum set 
required number. So they, they were 51 for none off three overs, chasing yeah. 65 or whatever it was. Seven overs. Yeah. Now, because now, had not been I know five where you guys are going ball. with us. Yeah, I know where you're going with us. The guy bowling the fourth and for third over could have taken double hat tricks in South Africa, could have lost, right? That's where you're going with that. Realistically, it's never going to bloody happen. Not at all. Not at all. Absolutely not. I'm, no, no I'm, if, which, I'm, if anything, makes it funnier. I'm saying that I think having <laughs> surpassed the total that they should have got, that South Africa should have got the points. But as it happens, they didn't need to choke this time. They just did the weather. They beat. drowned. They yeah. drowned. They didn't choke. They drowned. Yeah. I'm actually not sure which is worse. Needing 22 off, what was it, 13 balls and then 22 off one or going past Duckworth Lewis and not having the overs required. Uh, uh, it's just a stupid sport, guys. That's, I'm giving it up. It's, I'm done. You're not sure if my eyes are getting tired. But for those watching us on YouTube, see that I'm rubbing them quite hard. Anyway. All right, shall we move on? We How's move? Robbo? I'm all right, Robbo. mate. <laughs> I've had a I've had a fun weekend. Oh no! Go on. Nothing really. It's just England won somehow, despite trying the best of balls up a chase of one hundred and twelve. Yes. I went out for a lovely dinner on Saturday with the uh, Oggy and, and a little group of friends, and it was just lovely. I didn't have but a drink. All the, see, all these dinners get arranged when me and Lisa are away. Mate, you've been, you you go away for approximately nine months of the year. Surprise! The only reason you have to get a boat back is because the EU will kick you out. Too many days spent on the <laughs> the Provence. Um, that was in France. We're in Spain. Anyway, good English. Apparently only 40 right. miles away. That was another pointless bit of information you got involved in that anyway, introduction. Anyway, one thing. So we, uh, we mentioned this off air. When I, was, when I was out tonight, I met a group of English people, a group of English folks, a very nice group, who I talked to the podcast about a little bit. And one of the guys said that, and I, I think this really doesn't even mention him because the key driver behind us ever starting this podcast was male mental health and Simon's struggles. That's why we always started this. I had to tell Simon's story and it's obviously grown to be a lot more than that and not to be a lot more than Simon's struggles, but it's grown to into something a lot more. It's more of a cricket-based podcast now, but we cannot ever forget why we started this podcast and then to highlight male mental health struggles and whatever. This lad that I met tonight lost a, lost his mate two weeks ago to suicide, which is horrific. Like it still happens. It still happens a lot. It's happens far too much. People not necessarily realizing the helps out there that they need or whatever. Everybody who listens to this podcast, like we, we don't say it enough. I don't think, but please, if you, if you don't, Talk to someone enough, or you just checking all your friends. It, it's it's so worthwhile because it's always better to check in on your friends too much than not enough by one phone call. This guy is devastated that his mate's gone, and there's no coming back from that. So if there is ever anybody, even if they say they're not struggling, and you think they might be, like keep checking on them. It's not you cannot do that enough. We couldn't be bigger advocates of that that's what this podcast was born out of yes we love cricket yes we talk about cricket yes we take the piss out of cricket and cricketers and that but look after you mates it's incredibly important that we continue to shout that message and that is a real key part of what we're about that's cricket i don't know what you guys think i'm living at my team from this week because all of my absolutely big guns have a day off they've all gone well game week one doesn't matter we can be great for the rest of the tournament david warner wanker Mitchell Stark, bigger wanker. 
Win Maxwell, wanker. He did better than the other. Rizwan and Bubba, who cares? I basically, I picked a side of 11 and about four of them play cricket. (laughs) It's been horrific. It's been horrific. Like, we are the three podcast leaders. We're supposed to know a little bit about the game, right? <laughs> I think people who've listened to this for longer than about 10 minutes have figured out that we don't actually well, have a clue what we're about. Let's just, go, let's just go through our points. Right. I am on 370 points, last out of three of us, right? And I've been sending you two shitty text messages in the group all weekend about, oh, yeah, for your YouTube fucking don't know. Right. I'm last. Robbo's second by seven points. Yeah, it's not a big margin, but it still counts. Eugene is then, what, fucking 43 points ahead of Robbo, only based on today because he had QDK. Do you know what makes all of it worse and why we should all feel ashamed is that my wife is is on 637 points. She's in 33rd place. She's absolutely fucking bitch slapping shit out of all of us. Jono, all I can tell you, it's a marathon, not a sprint. We've started <laughs> off slow and steady, very slow in some of us, in you. And steady is where we need to go. I know some guys have come out the blocks absolutely steaming, looking at looking at the guys at the top. They've had some absolutely phenomenal starts. But yeah, I'm actually quite hopeful that my squad, and I do say squad because it's something that's important, is going to do very well in game week two. Because Eugene, Eugene's got three lads from the Netherlands that we think are going to do really well in the, uh, against India this week. If it's a batter, he might be all right. But if it's the bowlers, then, Honestly, yeah, they... we're going to come on to our team for game week two because I think we've all changed our sides quite drastically after game week one. I have. I have. I know Simon has. Eugene's there just like the sm- smirking... Slogging that, yeah, yeah, whatever. Let's talk about the guys who we didn't expect to do well that have done brilliantly. Devin Conway, hundreds of points. Is he okay? Let's talk about it. When I picked my side originally, I thought I'll pick opening batters who I think will do really well, who might bowl a bit of spin, not Warner so much, but like batters. I was like, okay, I, I want people to play double roles. Okay, that was my thing. So I thought about picking Sterling, but then I'm not really sure. I did Devin Conway never entered my mind. Neither did Finn Allen. Quinton de Kock and I, yeah, I think I think Quinton de Kock, yes, what an innings he's played. And I know the weather ruined South Africa's chances, but right, I I didn't think that Quinton de Kock would do what he did today. And Eugene did, and Eugene got the points for it. But other than those three opening batters, no, Coley's an opening batter. Played a phenomenal innings against Pakistan. But the I one take that it you really... mean on, on the he's a batter on the draft thing. He's yes, not. Yeah, yeah. The one that surprised me more than anyone, Sam Curran. Well, I don't think he should have surprised anyone. Like if you looked in the warm up games, he was England's go to at the death, and he shouldn't have been a shot. I think. I think this is where sometimes we're a bit. We're a bit. So when I say this. I know Sam Curran plays for England, but if we're English cricket heavy on our what we think because if you listen to the commentators when Sam Curran was playing in the warm-up oh. games and that's up if you look at the roles he's had in the big bash you look that's been his job his job in the big bash has been to go and bat at five and six and to bowl at the death bowl his cutters but he's got a quicker bounce. he's not a quick bouncer but he bounces really skiddily fast and so and if you look at it he's quick enough 
if it, but if so, we, I think it's probably a little bit of our naivety. The same as Devon Conway. Devon Conway averages 52 in T20 international cricket in the last 12 months and a strong over 140. Right. So it, it shouldn't really have been a shock. Yeah. Finn Allen's gone out and gone 46 off 16 balls or whatever it's 48 off 16 balls. And then Devon Conway can get into his innings to get his 90. Well, why but, did one of us pick him then? Because is it, I, this is, is it, what I'm is saying. It, he's not a fashionable. He's not. Yeah. You know, this is what I'm saying. If you, we're, we're far too big teams. So we're, obviously you just South African, but if you look at the rest of the cricket, we can't, well, about, it's England, <laughs> India and Australia, isn't it? That, that, that's the main teams people talk about. And if you look at, I picked a few of the Pakistan lads, but if you look at the majority of the times we've picked, it, it, it's England, Australia and India heavy. So maybe it's just a slight bit of naivety on our part that we shouldn't, but maybe we shouldn't, we shouldn't be shocked. In fact, we know we, you look at the stats and you go, right, we can't be shocked with Devon Conway's got 90 odd because he's averaging 52 at 140 shy rate in the last 12 months. So maybe it's, which is probably why we're sat 67, exactly. 74th and exactly. 58th or whatever we it's are in our leagues. Right. And some of the nuts, some of the fellas got 1200 points. So I messaged, so Dante, we all know, who's obviously the owner of the frigate track. I messaged him earlier. I was like, look, we're mates. We're heavily promoting your cricket game. I need some kind of cheat code because this is ridiculous. Give me something. <laughs> he basically sent me back a middle finger emoji. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I've got listeners. I'm supposed to know something about this game. And he's like, love yours, Chief. But yeah, look, he, he's amazing, isn't it? Because he's all down to personal perception. Like, I, I went for guns. I went for big guns. So, like, Warner did nothing. Stark ended up on minus one. We were having to go, oh, I had to go huge for Stoinis getting in minus 38, and he still somehow ended up 250 out of me or whatever. And Babar, Rizwan, like, all of my big guns had a game week one off. Like, the old just said, whatever. And I've dropped a couple of them. We'll come on to, the, come on to our teams for the game week two in a minute. I just want to touch on Quinn and Decott. And the, the strike rate today, you. And so some of the text messages you find about today. What was it? He was what, 49 or 51 off something? What was it? What was that? 47 off 18 balls. And what was it? So, what was the text line about earlier? You were saying something about. It's not for... often. Yeah, it's not often that you see somebody dominate the top order partnership as much as he did. He'd scored 47 of the 51 runs. Yeah. And the other fella had faced two balls in, in Bavuma. Now, yeah, it's just, it doesn't often happen that way, right? Well, you've no. done something similar. Haven't you? I, I, yeah, I did once upon a time when I used to be good. Playing for Old Wimbledonians. I was batting with a, a good friend of ours, Athers. Yeah, good old and, Greg. Uh, good old Greg. Do Dorso was in the side back in the day too. And yeah, I fortunately got to 50 before Athers scored a run. Yeah. Amazing. I have a similar story, I'd say. I was playing in a, a league game once where the score was 113 when I raised my bat for 100. Batting with Tom Pedley. Tom, I don't know if you listen to us, uh, but that was for Ashwood Bank against Evesham, who are a Birmingham league side. Robbo, any similar kind of stories? Uh, only in quick cricket for me, mate. I got 45. Okay. All right, we'll move on. We'll move on. We'll move on. <laughs> I have a partnership of 46. <laughs> Perfect. Brilliant. Anyway, right. Teams for game week two. Have we got right. again, teams or squads? Made four transfers. I made transfers. I had to lose 50 points to make. Yeah, I think I've lost 100. Crikey. Right. So, Back. my team for week two 
or game two. It's not week. It's been three days. Game I mean, week. this game, it's yeah, game week two. Game week still two. not a week, it, but anyway, game period two is my batters are Butler, Conway, Hales. My four all rounders are Maxwell, Nisham, Curran. And Dananayka de Silva. My keeper is Rizwan. And to be fair, one of my bowlers might change tonight because I'm. But whoa, whoa, three... whoa, whoa. You don't come on here and announce that you might change. That you come on here and announce your side, man. All right, I won't judge you. <laughs> In fact, no, I'm definitely not changing it. My three bowlers are Shanin Shah Afridi, Asad Ralph, and Lockie Ferguson. Interesting. Okay. They're playing Would against you... Afghanistan and he's bowling rocket. Not as quick as Mark Wood, though. No. Right. Mark Wood, did you hear that record from Mark Wood the other day, apparently, by the way? Yeah. He's the first bowler ever in T20 cricket history to bowl every ball a before over spell above 140k. The so. fastest ball of 97 miles an hour. And he was 90... playing club cricket a couple of weeks ago to get fit. Yeah. Poor, poor batsman. Yeah, yeah. You see that video? I tell you what, you'd be peeing on the wicket early morning, wouldn't you? Get a bit of moisture in that fighter. What's your side going into game week three, please? I haven't changed my top three, so I'm still going to cock Barbara's David Warner. I have stuck to my guns. My all-rounders, I've changed one. I still have the unbelievable off-spinning batsman of Rohit Sharma. I have Tristan Stubbs, Marcus Stoinis. With minus thirty-eight points, I stayed in. He stayed in. I've, I'm sticking with him. And then I've dropped. I've dropped someone for Curran. I've brought Curran, and I just I think form is going to be good. Keeper staying as Butler, and then made one change into my bowling lineup. I'm sticking with Bolt, sticking with Wood, and I've brought in Singh. Ashdeep Singh. Hey, Ashdeep Singh. I think he's a real good bet. However, I haven't brought him in. So I have gone. Suri Kumar Yadav. Finn Allen, and the reason I've gone Finn Allen is he might be a one-hit wonder, but he will come in and go hard for one. And he's got 46 off, 43 off 16, or 42 off 16 under his belt. Like, he knows he's good enough for that level now. Babarazam, Babar's class. Babar's not going to keep failing. Rizwan, Hardik Pandya. Pandya, he, he's a class act. And uh, Jimmy Neesham, who went well this week, and Liam Livingston. Butler is keeper and captain. A 3D Stark. Stark had a dreadful day. Ended up minus one. And Mark Wood. So I think, look, we've all thought about it. We've all thought about it. Um, but it'd be interesting to see how we go. But yeah, this week's been, it's been tough for me this week to end up last. Who's your captain, you? I've gone with Butler as my captain too, but it was interesting. I was I, I thought long and hard about this. I actually wanted to make one of my all-rounders a captain because I think there's more opportunity for them to score points in taking wickets rather than Butler taking catches. Yeah. Interesting thought process there, which is, uh, look, I've done it and I'm not going to change it, but I might change it later on for game week three as an example. Ultimately, one of the other things that we should mention, we can't win anyway. So... We might as well, we're just wanking it off, really. We don't care, do we? We're just, we're just doing this for a bit of a laugh. Otherwise, we'd have been... changed your freaking tune, haven't you? We'd have, been, we'd have been picking like proper sides that would have won it, and then we'd have had to bring our wives to the dinner. So mm. that's 
Pointless. Well, at least we've all three of the three well, of to us. To be fair, at least he's got more of a chance happy. of getting there than we have. I didn't in the terms and conditions, a family member cannot win. Johnny, that's going to take some explaining. I love it. I love that Rob over on that. My wife, who knows nothing about cricket, she knows about cricket. Well, he's hammering the three of us at the moment. So, how does that make us? Quite happy with it because she can't win. She's absolutely ridiculous. No, she, she, no, she. And I can't wait to see your face when she comes in the top three and you've got to go, sorry, darling, you can't come to that dinner. In fact, I'll let you tell her that. <laughs> Absolutely not. Anyway, Stokes. You've got to come in Stokes. Brilliant with the ball. From an England point of view, brilliant with the ball. With the bat, what do we think? Not good enough so far for me. Like, hasn't done anything yet. Is he good enough to get in with the ball on its own? Yeah. But I think you pick him as a batter anyway, because who are you going to pick instead of him? Unpopular opinion from a couple of weeks ago. I don't think he should be in the side, but like I said, who I haven't picked him in my squad, in? and I think that's where it's going. Who gets in then? If you don't pick him, who, who, get, who comes in instead of him? Sam Curran in my squad. I don't give a, I'm not worried about who, who he plays for in England. No, but if, Stoke, but if Stokes and Curran are both playing for England, and you're saying that Stokes isn't good enough, who comes in? Because Curran's already in, so who do you bring in? A proper batsman. But who? I felt so. Did Harry Brook play? I actually, yeah, you know what? I didn't play. do enough research. Yeah. So the only batter, I don't know, and I might have got this completely wrong. I believe the only batter that didn't out and out batter didn't play is Phil Soul. And then the bowlers are right, yeah. um, okay. Willie Mills and uh, Mil- uh, one of the others. Poor game management from England then. They haven't brought enough batters to Australia. I, I, I disagree. I think they have, but. I, I think they've probably bought one too many, but because I think it's in this tournament. The one thing I've been shocked about this tournament is the amount of sides they've only bowled five bowlers. We yeah, know they're flat wickets. Right. They know they're flat England, wickets. England, England in the wall of games bowled like six or seven bowlers. I'm surprised that Liam Livingston didn't get a go in the first game. I but look at it, in the Pakistan game, Pakistan only bowled five bowlers. You look at Australia only bowled five bowlers. Despite the fact that they were going around the park and they've got other guys that could have caught them. But I, I just don't, I don't, it's been the one thing out of the whole tournament that shocked me so far, and that's the lack of variation. To be honest, I've been watched a few bits. The captaincy of it has been diabolical. Barbara Zam, and I, nothing against the guy, he is a genius batter, but it was like watching an under nine side captain it. He may as well. Like, I think he just picked that guy to bowl the last over because he was stood at mid on. Right, you come round, mate. You've got this one now. <laughs> but I, I, was that the spinner yeah. where the keeper was standing back? That over. Yeah, I mean, it was as exciting as it was and as good as Virat Kohli was. That guy gave a free lesson in how not to bowl the last over. I, I, the, the daft thing is, I can call his point in that because I think afraid he bowled the second to last over. And that, that was the big over. It, it ended up with him needing 16 off the last one. Anyone could, like, if he comes down, he needs five off the last Harris over. Rav that, the last seconds, Harris, Harris Rav, sorry. Again, very good bowler. But like, you, you sit in and you gun it, bowler at the end, bowls the second to last one. That's, that, I can see that. But surely the two they, that Coley hit off the first two balls of the second to the last over. Right? They're unbelievable cricket. Yeah. Unbelievable. And a proper player. Proper player. But that guy bowling that bucky left arm, cack. Is it was just the captaincy, 
I, I like I say, I don't. I thought Finch's captaincy against New Zealand was poor. I don't think. I think the way that England went about the, the chasing and whatnot with Afghanistan, and I don't. Can we talk about that? Yeah, I'd say. Like, how did we think that transpires? Because I, if England had just gone, fuck it, just going for it. Like, apparently they're having bets in the TMS commentary box about how long that was going to last. And they were saying, like, 10 overs, 11 overs, 12 overs. And then, actually, they stuttered over the line, really. Liam Livingston bad really well to get a nut out. Well, 30 nut out, whatever. But apart from him, they didn't, none of them actually applied themselves, did they, well, really? David, you say that. David Marnbad for five overs for 16. He faced 30 balls. And you could argue about the fact that that's looking at it, that's then won the game. But you, I just, I think they're flattered to deceive a little bit. I think they've probably shed a little bit of disrespect to Afghanistan because you've seen from the warm-up games that none of these sides are bad. Not None of these sides are poor sides. Ireland have got some good players. Netherlands have got some good players. Scotland have got some good players. And Afghanistan have got some good players. So the four teams that have come in, mm. they're not, it's not like when, in the 99 World Cup in Kenya. So, prizes. So, three of you lucky devils will get to join the three of us, the Lord's Taverners Christmas lunch in London, which is... So, Eugene and I went to this last year. It is the most phenomenal event. Like, when you think about fundraising, when you think about who's in the room, it's just the most... It's just really fucking cool, quite frankly. It, it's a really cool place to be. So the top three people in our league will get to join us there. First prize is one ticket to the Lord's Taverners annual Christmas lunch and courtesy of Woodstock, uh, 12 bespoke T20 kits, which includes a shirt and trousers. Uh, second prize is, again, a ticket to the lunch and uh, two tickets uh, that are including hospitality to a Middlesex game at Lord's. Uh, third prize is, again, uh, a ticket to the lunch and one piece of signed cricket memorabilia. I think we do need to thank the Lord's Taverners, first of all, for the tickets and, more importantly, the signed memorabilia and hospitality to Lord's. So we just want to thank them for that. Woodstock, again, have come in on fourth, fifth and sixth prizes. 30% off all of the equipment and bats for fourth prize. 25% for, again, bats and equipment through and this is throughout the year by the way sixth prize 20 percent. seventh prize it's a 150 pound case of wine from play the wine card and eighth prize is a hundred quid dinner voucher at raw bistro in southwest london please do refer to the terms and conditions there's a lot of them on the website things like lisa can't win it she's gonna be, she's gonna be devastated <laughs> lisa's gonna be devastated now look and um, look we've done the cricket draft so, look, we want you guys to engage with us. I think we were up to, what, 93, 94 teams now? 94 people, yeah. The first time we've ever done it, which is amazing. And thank you so much for backing us into doing this. And thanks so much for listening. And actually taking an interest in what we talk about, which is great. We are, we claim, we don't claim to be anything other than what we are, really. We're, we are a cricket podcast <laughs> by cricketers for cricketers. We, we don't know a lot about cricket. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, well, unfortunately, no fuck all about cricket. We've, well. we've been showing up here in the draft, lads. That's very simple. I keep saying it's a it's marathon, long, not a sprint. Yeah, exactly. It's a long game. It's a long game. Look, no, thanks for listening. Look, it's amazing that you support us by listening and by understanding why we do this and whatever else. Like, you know, it's, it's about things much bigger than, than us. There's three boats. Like, we're three mates. We're talking about cricket and 
hopefully we represent the English cricket fan thinks. That, that's why we do this. So, Robbo, we're talking about funny cricketing stories. Obviously, we're on four <laughs> episodes, aren't we? You've got a funny story about cricket, so go. It was from a very long time ago, in a day when I was a junior. What, when you used but... to play cricket, you mean? Longer time than that ago. So we are very fortunate at the club. I'm back to you now that we had a lot of very supportive seniors that, that, that helped the young lads, including me and whatever, come through. But we were playing in the second team. We had basically four blokes that were 45 plus and then seven less than seniors. Neil Hodgkinson. No, the, the, the majority of the blokes have, have moved on. But there was this one particular gentleman called Steve Nobby Clark. And Steve was an old school cricketer. By old school, I mean whites and a jockstrap. That was all he wore. Well, this one day, we're playing at RHP in Newark. And they didn't like playing against us because they were all old men. And they didn't like playing against kids. They thought it wasn't cricket. And we normally battered him. But this one particular day, Steve Nobby Clark is opening the batting for us. He hits one through backward point, sets off for what to most people nowadays will be a pretty long one, but for Steve, it was a hasty single. And he seemed to, all we've seen from the side, we thought he pulled a hamstring as he's got two thirds their way down the pitch and he's grabbing at the back of his rear area. <laughs> uh, anyway, makes it in waddling round, like, looking very uncomfortable. He gets out an over or so later. And he comes waddling off the pitch like, oh dear, gets his kit off. And he comes over and he sits on uh, one of the mum's white, pristine white deck chairs. They're the kind that had the cushions on, not like the folding oh, yeah. out little cheap ones, like a proper one that you've got a big rug on and everything. And it was proper. And Steve's just come over, Nobby's just come over and parked his arse straight in the middle of this chair. And he sat down talking to us. And there's, an interesting aroma Jesus. that's come across the, uh, the, the seating area. Well, <laughs> he stands up. Well, like, as he stood up, he's got a perfect bean stripe, is the only word that I can think to use, <laughs> right down the middle of his crevice. But in sitting on Jenny's pristine white chair, he's also transferred said bean stripe. <laughs> no. <laughs> in the middle of this chair. Hold on, is this Jenny is in Jenny, like a she's missus. Yeah. Yeah. Right. As in <laughs> So we're like Hang on a minute, what is going off? I mean we're like obviously we're all fifteen, sixteen, giggling inanely at the fact that the captain is, is we were like, Well, Nobby, what what happened? He's like, Oh no, I thought I got so away with it. Shorts. <laughs> what do you mean you thought you got away with it? When I want to backward point, I thought I had to hustle a bit and shit myself. I didn't think anything <laughs> had come out. The worst, how had he managed to get changed? He got out his batting stuff, so he must have dropped trout. Could he? Could he? <laughs> well, anyway, we won the what game. What a story. We won the game. We won the game. We won the I game. Think, to be fair, it's... The mother, the lady whose chair Nobby sat on, actually got 100. And it was this, I think it was, it, it might have got 90, but it was his, one of his first senior big scores. So Jenny wasn't really that bothered by the end of it after she disinfected and probably set fire. Say. 
Yes. Yeah, so next cricket thing. season, can you see if that deck chair still exists? No, it doesn't. No, this, this would have been a long time ago. Oh, this, this is 23, 24 years ago. But, like, um, along, along with the, we talked about <laughs> funny, funny cricketing stories, obviously that's Rob I did last week. So we want to talk about funny cricketing nicknames. So we had one. So one of my, one of my real good mates is a guy called Hiran Marambe, right? Sri Lankan, well, he's not Sri Lankan. He was born in Durham, but his parents are Sri Lankan. They're really bright. He's not. <laughs> well, no, he's got. If you he's listen, Hiran. Well, yeah. He's got a very good job, actually, Hiran. He, he's, he's an absolute belt. So his nickname in the Wimbledon dressing room was Tiger Lad because he's got stretch marks all over his arse. <laughs> so someone called him Tiger Life on there and it just stuck, which. Will forever in a day live with me. It's a really easy one, but fuck me. It just made us laugh for so long. So, Tiger Lo, if you're listening in here, and I hope you are listening to this. And um, yeah, Tiger Lo, if you've got any other ridiculous or funny cricketing nicknames, please do send them in to us info at sogginit.co.uk. We haven't talked about the tabs so much tonight. Like, obviously, we've gone a couple of weeks very heavy on the tabs. There's a lot of great stuff to come from us and the tabs. A lot of great stuff. The three of us and the tabs are going to be doing some pretty outrageous stuff together as we move forward. Robo looks really worried. He should be, right? But yeah, we're doing good things. We're interacting with good people. It's a pleasure for the three of us to sit and talk about cricket every week during the winter and whatever. And actually now, as it turns out, probably through the summer as well. But yeah, keep listening, keep enjoying, keep contributing. Just send us shit. Info at sogginit.co.uk. Just keep talking to us. We will keep talking about it. And whether it's your views on cricket, your what you like, what you don't like, funny stories, shit stories, whatever. We'll talk about them all. I think, gents, if there's anything else. No, I think we're done. Are we done? Yeah. I think we're done. In which case, I'll be back in the UK in about 48 hours. So I'll see you then. Cheers. Ciao. Cheers, guys. Bye. See you, boys. <laughs>